0: This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot Bio Proven. Get what you paid for, the nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McCrae. Memorial Day is often regarded as the beginning of summer and the summer travel season, so we're taking a break to talk about travel from a farmer's point of view. What are some of the amazing trips you might take that would excite the entire family, but also allow you to see some unique and memorable sites related to the farm and ranch? Here's our top three, plus all of the travel tips and deals on our radar. It's our topic for this week's Farming the Countryside, and it's brought to you by Pivot BioProven. In 2020, I had the chance to use a new corn nitrogen product firsthand in my fields, Pivot Bioproven. Pivot Bioproven adheres to the root of the corn plant, creating a mutually beneficial nitrogen-generating partnership that stays strong all the way through harvest. It's a weather-resistant and sustainable way to achieve more predictable, more productive yields than ever before. After a successful trial run in 2020, I hope you'll follow me once again on the expanded use of Pivot Bioproven in the 2021 growing season. If you're like me and want to make sure your corn has the nitrogen it needs, whether or not, then check out Pivot Bioproven. It'll change the way you think about nitrogen. You can learn more at pivotbio.com. I love to travel. As a kid, it was something we rarely got to do. It was the farm crisis, and times were lean in the 1980s. I would sit down with a road atlas and plan trips that I knew I would not get to take, but I loved to think about what it would be like to see many parts of the nation and even the world. In fact, I still love to look at road atlases. One of my good friends was a trucker, and before he passed away, we enjoyed spending time simply talking about roads and some of the things you could see just driving around this great nation. Today, part of my work takes me to a lot of places, both inside and outside of this country, and I found myself as an unofficial travel guide to many. It's a role I enjoy. I love passing along ideas, travel tips, and deals to others. So as we begin the summer season, I sat down with Al Snyder, a veterinarian and much more, who has traveled a bunch and really knows the ins and outs of all those deals out there. We had this conversation with farmers and those in agriculture in mind. You'll get our top three destinations with a farm flair and find out the deals we've been watching and the pitfalls you need to avoid. Al Snyder is my guest, and Al and I have known each other for quite a while. You could say we even went to university together. We went to Frequent Traveler University together, which is actually a thing, and Al has gone many times. Al, first of all, thanks for joining me, and I don't know how to introduce you. You wear so many hats. I mean, you are a veterinarian. You are an entrepreneur. Uh, You founded Camps. You grew up in Wyoming. You now live in Wisconsin. How should I tell about your life? Because you, well, you do so much. That,
1: uh, I do hypnosis shows around the country, too, just for a little <laughs> extra variety there. <laughs>
0: that's right. Yes, you're, you're a hypnotist uh, as well. So, yeah, Al has uh, lots of things that he can do. And, uh, Al, you know, we're talking to each other here for Memorial Day weekend, and that's kind of the unofficial start to summer people would say and this year since it looks like everybody's going to be able to travel a little bit more freely i thought we would talk travel with a farm focus an ag focus you certainly know farm and ranch and you travel a lot and i travel a decent amount with with my work and so forth so you know maybe i should start out with this i've never asked you did you just always love to travel because you do a lot of travel not only you know, on your own, but with groups and so forth. How did you get the travel bug?
1: Uh, So it started in FFA. I did an exchange program thinking it was probably be the only time I ever traveled in my life. My family never had. And it turns out it was just the first step of of many. So it was an exchange program, actually, that
0: went to Germany. I know that you've been so many different places and we may get into some of that, but I, I sent you a little homework ahead of our our conversation i don't know exactly what you're going to say in all these but we're going to go through a top three here and you know i think it's great when people can get away and and maybe you go camping at the lake or you take the big disney vacation or go to an all-inclusive and so those things are great but we have a top three that we're going to share with each other and these are trips that we think we've done i know that each one of us have done but maybe kind of have a farm or ag focus uh, to them still would be fun for the entire family. Or if you want to go it as an individual or as a group or whatever. So we're going to jump right into this. Do you want to start local or do you want to go international first? Cause I gave you a couple of choices here.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe international. And, and I just would like to add that with, especially right now with the prices the way they are and, and the travel industry trying to regain customers, it's oftentimes as economical um, to travel internationally as it is domestically. So if there was ever a time that you were thinking about doing an international trip, now is probably a good time to do it.
0: Right. And I know that with international travel right now, you you need to read ahead because there could be some requirements on Absolutely. COVID testing and so forth. Although I've Absolutely. seen deals out there with a lot of resorts and places saying that they're going to throw in the, the tests for free kind of a thing, which you're right there are some deals out there so start me out with if I ask Al Snyder give me a good place I could go internationally that kind of has a, maybe an ag farm focus but would be good for the whole family you would tell me what
1: I, I, I'd be real hard to to go between Ireland um, Ireland has a really cheap uh, travel you can go oftentimes in an off season and do a round trip to Ireland and get a car rental and stay in farmhouse bed and breakfast, which is one of the things that I like about it is that you can actually get to know the locals there and see their agriculture firsthand. Um, so I don't know if would be that, or else I love Israel, both because of the tremendous amount of agriculture that there is there and how they've had to do manage their resources on a limited amount of land, and you get the extra benefit of it being a Bible trip if you, you know, if that's up. If that's something you're interested in as well. So
0: And those farmhouses you did in Ireland, you just went from one to you know, it was a part of a scheduled trip. You booked it ahead, I'm guessing, but you were staying with farm families. Is that what you were doing?
1: That's correct. They're farmhouse bed and breakfast, and so we rent a car. I I've never taken a tour over there where we were you know, joined with a group of people. We just rent a car and you do have to remember that you're driving on the other side of the road over there. So you have to get used to that. And you're, it's almost all stick shifts, which uh, impacts some people a little bit as well.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Good. Now I'll give you my international one. And and this is one that uh, you have actually done because we were on the same larger group trip. Um, But again, a place I think people can travel, it's a long flight but can travel a little easier is australia the outback of oh, course there's lots to see in australia yeah sydney and and you've been the outback uh, but the the ranches there are amazing to see i mean we think of wyoming as being a place that does you know that's sparsely populated here but I think Wyoming looks like New York City compared to the Outback as far as numbers Absolutely. of people. Yeah, it's a great place. And, and it's a type of place, if you flew into Alice Springs, you see Ayers Rock or Uluru, as it's known. And uh, really a, a neat place, I think, for, for people that have farm ties, but anybody. So, all right, let's go domestic. I ask you about a couple of places to go domestically. Give me one that maybe's a little bit off the charts that you think would be a good one domestically.
1: I'm not sure so much that it's a location as it is a trip, and that is to take the Amtrak across northern, uh, across the northern U.S. You can get on in uh, Illinois or Wisconsin or someplace and head across North Dakota, or even better yet to go up and do the uh, the Canadian Rockies is just a phenomenal trip. And so you get to see agriculture all the way along the way. they're comfortable to travel in you can if you get the uh the bunkers where you have a little almost a little bedroom you can sleep up to four people in there they put you in your own little uh, area there's internet all the way if you want to work a little bit and because not everybody can just take time off completely um, and it's just wonderful it's relaxing um, so that that's what, and it's very economical. I think the last time that I went from uh, Minnesota to Montana, I believe it was $50 in the off season and another 40 or $50 for the sleeper car. And on the sleeper car, I don't know if they're still doing that, but you get free access to the, the, uh, dining car as well. So you can order right off the menu. So it's a awesome, relaxing, you get to see a lot and meet people.
0: It's a great trip. That would be fun. I, uh, I did Amtrak with my family when I was like a junior in high school, and we went from Kansas City to Flagstaff. That was a long trip, and I wished yeah. we would have had the beds. But, you know, when you're a junior in high school, it doesn't <laughs> matter as much. My parents, I don't think, liked it as much, but it's still a really cool trip. Okay, so I'm yeah. going to give you my domestic one here, and then I'll give, ask you for one more. You know, sure. one that we did here a few years ago that I thought was amazing was uh, – Alaska, but specifically we went to Fairbanks and we had a small group of folks and we chartered a bus. Now you had to do this ahead of time, but we chartered a bus to take us up the Dalton Highway to Prudhoe Bay. And that was amazing. I mean, you're along the Alaska pipeline and then eventually you are above the tree line. I mean, you're above the Arctic Circle. There are no trees. You go up and over the continental divide in Alaska, went to Prudhoe Bay and then took a plane over to Barrow, which is the the northernmost town in the u.s which is fascinating as well really love that and i don't know if you knew this al but i saw just uh, the other day where airfares to alaska now are i think cheap i mean i looked out of kansas city and both minnesota like $300, three hundred dollars three four hundred dollars yeah it's crazy yeah. <laughs> yes yeah it's and and if you did it on frequent flyer miles Delta had a deal the other day, 10,000 frequent flyer miles to go to Alaska round trip, which is amazingly oh low. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. Have Have you seen anything like that? That was just, I couldn't believe it.
1: Just that. Uh, same thing. I think maybe we subscribe to some of the same uh, alerts that go out there. The nice thing about like Alaska is you're automatically social distancing when you go because you want to go when no sun is up, so that's the one thing that drives me crazy to be up there when it's in the dark period
0: right right, all right, give me one more domestic one that you've got on your list. You know, I think it depends
1: an awful lot. In agriculture, we're so seasonally based, I suppose, or maybe that's my mentality because I live in the north, so we certainly are seasonally based. Maybe if you were uh, in Texas or Florida or someplace, maybe that wouldn't be so much. But for me, it's nice to take a trip in the wintertime, but the tough thing is to decide, do I want to go someplace warm and break up the winter, or do I want to go someplace cold and hit the mountains and skiing and uh, things like that? So I think I tend to go to the warm areas. Um, I think one of mine is kind of the same as yours. I like Texas. I like uh, um, Austin. is a great place. San Antonio. I love San Antonio in the wintertime. Um, and all that area around there is so agriculturally based as well. So,
0: Yes, for sure. neat Neat areas there. You know, I'll give you my third one. And Al, it's also in Texas. And this may sound a little strange to some folks of where I'm going to take you in texas but in the fall i was in in lubbock that's where i started uh, this trip amazing museum there the american windmill museum My son, who's going into eighth grade, loved it. I did too. Right across the street, another large agricultural museum there. So certainly lends itself to the farm aspect. You've got all of the Buddy Holly um, museums and and so forth there in Lubbock as well. There's a great museum, the Silent Wings Museum, which talks about gliders in World War II. So if you love history, that's there. And then we went up through. Amarillo and to the Cadillac Ranch and you know what kid wouldn't love spray painting cars that are in the in the dirt there in Amarillo so that's part of that and then went on up into the Oklahoma Panhandle and and Cimarron County interestingly that's the westernmost county in, in Oklahoma way out there in the Panhandle that is the only county in the nation that borders five states and Boyce City it looks like Boise City but it's Boyce City is the county seat there and just some neat hikes and trails and so forth. And it was actually for some work I had to get from Lubbock to Denver. It was during the pandemic, so we weren't flying. We were driving really Loved that trip from Lubbock to Amarillo, up through the Oklahoma Panhandle, some wide open country, ranch country, nice mix of museums, ag ties, and so forth. So perhaps that's an offbeat one, but it was one that that I really sure enjoyed. So, okay, let's get over then to some travel deals. Al, I know that you're always looking at what's out there. So what's on your radar? What are you seeing as far as any deals that people should be aware of or trends uh, right now with travel? And and
1: I guess I tend to think of it, for me, it's a little early to travel um, at the beginning of the summer. I think there still is enough of the COVID concerns going on, and especially internationally. It seems like maybe we're getting a little better handle on it here in the U.S., but internationally there's some big issues. So I tend to be thinking towards the fall, next winter, maybe even in January of next year. Um, and but those prices, it's interesting because the way li- airlines do their pricing is that the prices are already posted, clear out into the beginning of next year. And uh, I saw Europe the other day, three hundred and thirty dollars round trip. Uh, you just can't beat those kinds of of prices. So,
0: do you think Al, with a lot of the things that you've seen, can normally airlines would hit you hard with change fees and so forth? But some of those airfares, can you? Change them or and without a penalty later on
1: yeah it's a bit of a misnomer the you know got to be so bad that they were charging two two hundred and fifty dollars round or uh Change fees on a ticket that might have only cost $100—it was absolutely crazy. So that's one good thing I think that's come out of COVID is that most of the major airlines have said that they're not going to charge change fees anymore. They made that as a as a blatant statement of they were canceled for good. We'll see if that really happens or not. But what they what's kind of hidden underneath that is that that's not true on their very cheapest fares. So if you're going to buy a the lowest price ticket, then, and you can't take that trip, you're going to throw that money away. Um, But the second thing that's kind of hidden underneath the covers is they don't charge a change fee, but they are going to charge uh, whatever the price difference is in the ticket that you bought versus the ticket that you're wanting to change to. I anticipate that when this thing is over with, airline fares are going to go through the roof because it just... They took such a hit, and just to stay in business, there's some economics involved, and plus their pricing is uh, questionable, I guess, at best. So I anticipate that we'll see big airfare jumps as time goes on, and though though there's not a change fee, it will come out in the higher-priced tickets.
0: We've talked about the plane tickets in some cases being great deals, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, have you priced a rental car lately?
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> They're already. That's that's what I was just talking about on the airlines. The airlines just haven't got there yet, I think. Uh, but the oh my goodness, the carbonyl companies have just gone through the roof. Um, in fact, I was surprised to hear that Hertz had, had filed during the COVID thing. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs>
0: um, that's a that's a that's a big challenge. Al on the farm, you know, a lot of folks have expenses, and sometimes they'll put them on credit cards, and not to get into huge discussion of credit cards. But I know that sometimes there are deals out there and you've used them to help you with travel. Obviously, there's lots of things, but what would you tell people to keep in mind if perhaps they have expenses uh, on the farm and how it could help them with travel?
1: If you know where you're going ahead of time and what airline you're going to be taking, you can plan to where your trip costs you almost nothing with the crazy bonuses that are out there uh, today, especially during this period as the the uh, air, the credit card companies are trying to entice people to get back onto travel. Some of those bonuses uh, this year are sixty thousand to a hundred thousand points or miles and that 's one of the first things you have to decide is whether you want to use points or or go with an affinity card that goes directly to a airline or a hotel company, or if you want to get just cash refunds. So that's the first thing. But if you know where you're going in advance, you can almost pay for your entire trip just by planning accordingly and pre-purchasing or just doing your everyday purchases on a credit card to accrue enough miles to take the trip in
0: advance. And some of those credit card bonuses, you would have to spend a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time, but that might not be that big if you're thinking about having some farm expenses to run through there. Would that be right? Absolutely.
1: Most of them give you a three- to six-month period to spend that, and the range is kind of a 3000 $3, to $10,000 i have seen. You have to spend that much in that period of time, and then they give you the bonus. And at the end of the year, if the card isn't a card that you want to keep all the time, you have to keep it for the year in order to keep the bonus. But then after that, you can cancel that card, and a lot of people that I know will then open up a different card and get a bonus the next year and get a bonus the next year.
0: Sure, sure. What are some of the, the websites or different tools that you like to use to help you with, with travel planning, whether it's for business or just for, for pleasure?
1: Um, just One of my favorite ones uh, is Thrifty Traveler. That's a subscription service, but they will watch for airfare. Um, sometimes the airlines will make a mistake, so they're called mistake fares, and they'll put a really cheap fare in there. So if you can you can book it clear out in advance, it's not like you have to be able to jump and travel immediately, but you need to be able to jump on it and buy the ticket right away because that fare may disappear. Um, I'm a big fan of Google Flights. Uh, Google allows you to search multiple airports and multiple dates all at the same time, and it posts the prices on a calendar. So it gives you all the ability to choose the cheapest day, the cheapest cheapest time of year um, to do your travel. So that's one of my I guess that's my first
0: go-to is to go to Google flights. You know, a couple that I love, I, um, like travel zoo. I get their uh, weekly updates, which a lot of times I'm just scrolling through and it's kind of a wish list of places, but, (laughs) uh, they have some pretty good deals. Thrifty traveler you mentioned is, is great as well. So I I like those uh, quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, on the credit card deals, uh, the points guy, is that somebody you follow? I know that there's if people are interested in that, is that somebody you would look at it? And I forget yep. if that's a website or not. You probably know.
1: Yep, points guy is a is a really good one. Another one that uh, even thrifty traveler has a really good group that evaluates the current uh, and they put out articles on the different credit cards so they'll compare them for you so you don't have to do all your own research. They'll show it there. So both points guy and the thrifty traveler are I guess not to plug somebody in particular, but I like both of those especially.
0: Well, and hopefully some of these resources we're giving will be helpful to the person that travels a lot or the person that doesn't travel so much. One of my hopes is, is in our conversation, we've tried to hit a little bit of ground for, for everybody. Any other things that you would want people to know, whether they're thinking about just something local or something international over the next year or two? What types of things would you tell them to keep in mind? Um,
1: I might throw out one thing that we kind of touched on but didn't spend it, maybe, but just a second, and that is discount warehouse clubs, Um, Sam's Club. BJ's is a great one because you don't have to be a member. And as far as car rentals, they probably are the best to make sure that you always get unlimited miles. You get to see the total price. You get to see a a chart that compares all the different companies. Um, And the second thing I would say is AAA membership. Um, or AARP, or membership in some kind of a big group like that
0: that gets kind of an automatic 10% discount almost everywhere you go. AAA, AARP, those are both ways to get some uh, discounts, that's, that's for sure. And if somebody really loves travel, they could go to Frequent Traveler University, because you've been several times, isn't that right? <laughs> that's correct, yeah. <laughs> you learn a lot. What, what is Fre- <laughs> t- tell people what Frequent Traveler University is, we've mentioned it, but what is uh, FTU?
1: It's kind of a coalition of several of these bloggers that uh, just love to travel. And some of them have traveled to every country in the world. And some of them have accrued millions and millions of miles. And so you get to hear their stories and their strategies of how they do it. And so it's for both the experienced traveler and also for those who are just learning, just wishing and wanting to know how do we
0: get into this. And there are people that attend that that are... I don't know how you would describe them, Al. They, <laughs> they, they must spend their entire day looking for ways to earn points on airlines and hotels. Wouldn't that be right? They do, yeah. <laughs> A lot of the bloggers, are they're active enough that they get advertising
1: dollars from others, from sponsors. So they, that really is their full-time job, some of them.
0: <laughs> right, right. So before we wind up, what's on Al Snyder's list of places that he wants to go, whether it's this summer or even looking ahead?
1: Uh, I always love going to the Holy Land. I think I've been there uh, five times so far, and probably in another year I'll look at maybe taking another group. It's just I just enjoy giving people that opportunity to kind of connect with their roots. And um, but I haven't been to India yet, and I haven't been to South America yet. So those are two things
0: that are high on my high on my bucket list. <laughs> All right. I've known you for quite a while, Al. I'm betting if people have heard something and they would like to know more about something you've talked about, you'd probably be free to communicate with them. It's probably email or Facebook. Is that your best way for them to find find you?
1: Sure, sure. The email is al.snyder at Constolutions, C-O-N-S-T-E-L-L-U-T-I-O-N-S
0: dot com. All right. Well, Al, I have appreciated the conversation. I look forward to... Uh, a visit again, but also a trip again somewhere down the Absolutely road. Lots of looking neat places to. for Yep, lots of <laughs> neat places for us for farmers and others to explore. So thanks again. All right. Thank you, Andrew. I hope you enjoyed hearing Al and I ramble about some travel destinations and deals. Perhaps it was a fitting topic as we begin this summer season. I know Al would be glad to connect with you if you have questions, and I'm glad to pass along my ideas or tips as well. It's easy to connect with me. Just go to Farming the Countryside on Facebook or shoot me an email at andrew at com. I love sharing some travel ideas when I can. And on this Memorial Day weekend, I do hope you'll pause as we honor those who have given their lives in service to this country and those in our family who have passed as we visit our cemeteries and recall some of those moments we've enjoyed with them. All of my grandparents have now passed. There were a lot of good memories on the farm with all of them. I appreciate you joining us, either on your local radio station or via the podcast. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. Farming the Countryside has been brought to you by Pivot BioProven. Get what you paid for, the nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com.